Hey all you fitness junkies, this is George with American Medical Wellness. Have you ever thought about being a better you, actually getting in better shape, optimizing your performance in the gym, losing body fat, gaining muscle? We at American Medical Wellness are experts in helping you with all these things. So please give us a call, 702-347-7000, or visit our website at AmericanMedicalWellness.com. Hi, fitness junkies. It's Dr. Leslie again. I'm coming to you from the Sticky Paws studio where I film my podcast. I wanted to bring you an opportunity that is out of this world. I have launched my Living Your Mastery Total Transformation program where I create the life that you've always wanted authentically. Yes, everything that you want and desire you can have and I have the program for you. I've partnered with MD Spa by Trim Care to help facilitate the physical transformation aspect of my program. We offer everything from aesthetics, regenerative medicine, primary care, weight loss, really everything. You name it, we've got it. You can contact them at 702-718-7888 and just let them know that Fitness Junkies sent you. I keep saying I'll start on Monday, and Monday never comes. I go on a holiday soon, and I really want a bigger bum and a smaller waist. Can you help? Look, if you want to come, Jim, come. Make sure you put the work in. Some want to get fit, some want to get slim. Some want to start competing, but enough of them just can't stop cheating. When their belly is full, they're still eating. Me, I practice what I'm teaching. They What's up, Fit Fam? This is Giovanni of Gio's Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits, and if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. Well, this young lady has traveled all the way from San Diego, California, my home state, and we're really excited to talk to her and see what she's all about. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so... Everyone that sits in that seat has a fitness journey. Right. And we'd like to know what yours was all the way back to when you were a kid and how you got to be where you are today. Okay. Well, mine start off, I have been a dancer since I was three years old. My mom threw me on stage and said, oh, she's good at that. Let's keep her there. <laughs> so I started as a dancer. I have been dancing. I still do. Um, when I got to college, I went to a school performing arts and my degree is in musical theater, which is a combination of an actor, dancer, singer. Okay. So at the time, I was about 19, my dorm mate got a front desk job at a 24-hour fitness. And she's like, oh, you should join the gym. Now, what's funny for what I do for a living, at the time, I couldn't stand tennis shoes. I didn't even think I owned a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, they're so ugly. I don't like those shoes. <laughs> so um, she pushed me, pushed me, and I thought, okay, maybe this is a good idea. Because see, dancers, unfortunately, they are getting better at it now. We're not treated so much as athletes. Mm. They don't really train their bodies. We're always in a dance class, but I found that training my body made me a stronger dancer. Mm. So I started uh, working out, and then I found that, um, again, I was getting stronger as a dancer, which really helped a lot, making my moves more powerful, my jumps stronger and bigger. But then I was working out one day, just kind of in the free weight room, and this older woman comes up to me, and you know how women can sometimes get intimidated by the gym, especially the free weights and all right, that? Right, And she comes up to me, and she goes, excuse me, um, can you help me? You look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> and I looked around, and I went... Me? <laughs> yeah, me. And I go, wait a minute. There isn't a single female trainer in here. 
And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So later after she left, I went up to one of the male trainers that I knew. And I said, do you guys even have a female trainer on staff? And he goes, no, we don't. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because these women want someone to help them. Right. And so then I proceeded to ask him, well, what does it entail for me to become a trainer? Because I thought that's a great opportunity. I can train and go to auditions because you can arrange your schedule Flexible. accordingly. Yes. So I'm like, aha, this might be something good for me. And uh, we went from there. We just basically, he gave me the ACE book at the time, okay. ACE certification book. He's like, here, study this, take the test. In the meantime, how about you shadow me and learn about training? And as a, as a dancer, form is impeccative, impeccable. Mm. So mm. I have to have that form as a dancer. So as a trainer, form was really on par for me. Right. So right. that came really easy and learning, okay, this is where the body needs to be and be able to identify it. And so that's kind of how my journey started as becoming a trainer. And then um, at the same time, um, I had an agent because, again, I'm in performing arts. I had an agent in San Diego. And she started putting me out on infomercial auditions. And what we were finding or what she was finding is that her actresses weren't fit and they didn't know about fitness. Right. They could act in front of a camera, but they didn't know much about fitness. Right. And then your fitness girls didn't know how to speak in front of a camera, a lot of them, <laughs> or didn't know how to read a teleprompter, which is something I do very well. Right. And so all of a sudden she's sending me out on auditions for things like the shake weight and other fitness products. And that became my niche. That was something that I nailed because I was an actress and a fitness girl. And so that went from there too. Right, right. Well, I, I can't think of a better transition, George. Geo, I, can't, here I can't let we this go by. Go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stacy, and congratulations on your purchase of the Shakeweight Duo. Before we begin, I'd like to properly show you how to use the Shakeweight Duo. Now, remember, the Shakeweight Duo is a manual device. It doesn't have batteries or power. It shakes when you move it. The Shakeweight Duo only moves when you move it. You can stop at any time. Move it slowly for an easier workout. Move it faster for a more intense workout. When you shake it at full range, you will feel the weights bumping on each side. That's when you know you're using your shake weight duo properly. Start at a comfortable level, but go faster and increase for optimum results. Hi, I'm Stacy Michaels. I love the Abdominator. It's the first fully unrestricted, multi-directional core product designed to help you dominate your workout, shape your abs, and strengthen your core. I use it, and I recommend my clients to use it. Why waste your time on clunky devices that only work one muscle group? By not limiting your range of motion, the Abdominator gives you the freedom to perform exercises like S-curves, arches, and figure eights, giving you a more effective workout and results you can see. With Clark there, friend of the show, 
and your good friend as well. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So gotta talk about the shake weight. <laughs> One of the most epic training devices ever, ever. Um, and so much hysteria, uh, controversy, comedy, um, and you were their rep for a while, right? For 10 years. For 10 years. I'm one of their veteran girls, yes. Wow, wow. Um, back when that first came out, did you get flack or did people tease you? Like, what was, what was well, going on? Well, I have to tell you the story of what they did to us. Okay. So I get this this text, and I, I bless whoever sent me this text because the text came in on a co on contact I didn't know okay. and said, I saw this on Craigslist, um, this audition, right? And I called my agent. I'm like, check this out, you know? Right, right. And she goes, yeah, it's legit. Go try out for it. And all they want, they wanted you to come in. And it happened to be in San Diego, oh, the wow. audition. Perfect. So I go to it, and all they wanted to see was upper body, take some pictures of us flexing and all that, say a few words in front of camera, and that was it. Uh -huh. Still did not tell us what the product was for. Right. A couple days later, my agent called and said they liked you. They want to shoot. This is the date. Bring some clothes, blah, blah, blah. Still not telling us what it's for. I even asked her. She goes, I don't know. They said they'll let you know. Oh. My ghost. <laughs> the Shakeway ghost. <laughs> so then uh, I get there, and there was a couple other girls. And still, they're telling us about what you're going to do, what we need to prepare for. Then they have assigned us the consent. Right. And the modeling form. Once we signed that, then they brought in the product. And we were like, you knew we'd run. You knew we'd run. You tied right. us in before right. we could run. You had us sign a paper, and we knew. Oh, we knew. We're like, oh, my God. This is the, I'm the never going to hit the end of it. Never. But what's funny is it kind of became my claim to fame in that I've gotten other gigs because they recognized me. Right. Or they, they like... I had a, a casting director once go, I knew you looked familiar <laughs> when she looked at my resume. Right, right, you know? right, right. So it's been twofold. I've had, I've been in a bar with a girlfriend right. and it was like a Sunday fun day kind of thing. Right. And they had the monitors up and there was TMZ. Right. Talking about something and they put a clip of one of my infomercials and there she is screaming in the bar. Oh my God, you're on TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, I, you know, clips came right. on to Ellen. Right. I'm also a South Park meme. Yes, I heard about that. Yes. So George showed me. I, I don't meme. think I've ever seen the episode. But yeah. I had to cut it out. Did you find it on my reel, probably? I did, no, I didn't. I, after, I didn't really have the time to, but... I they copied it word for word, pretty much what you said in South Park. Well, they also the first first infomercial I ever did, and I'll send you the reel on TikTok I put together so I could show people. But right. the first infomercial I ever did, the same outfit I'm wearing in the infomercial, my right. little character on South Park's wearing the same outfit, doing the same <laughs> position. And that's when I knew I'm like, you know, my girlfriend said it. She goes, you know that to you. I'm like, no. <laughs> Infamous because of the shake weight. I right. love it. Or famous. I don't know, whichever. So did the thing work? I mean, 
it, it, it almost was like a isometric type of situation because right. you are holding it and then you you have to make it shake. There's right. no springs in it. Right. So, you know, if you're someone who's never worked out and right. you don't have any kind of movement going on in your house, then, yeah, it's going to work a little bit and you're going to get that isometric right. kind of exercise. We would put together, I generally, if you bought a shake weight, the DVD workout video was me. I was the instructor on those as well. <laughs> so, I mean, we did a high dance video, you know, so then we added moves to it to make it more of a workout. Right. Right. I, I guess if you do anything with intensity, it, you can get a workout. Right. Um, wow. That's so great. That's so great. And so you kind of fell into that niche of being a, a real actress that can actually do fitness talking because most fitness uh, models aren't talking. Right. Um, a lot of times funny. A lot of times... I feel like when I try and reach out to some of these girls and I DM them or they're not interested, it's because they're not comfortable talking in front of a camera. And um, so uh, kind of you fell into a world. Did you ever um, do any shows or anything like that in the fitness world or you just? I did. I did um, the Fitness America pageants. Because okay. I'm very girly girl. Okay, right, so I right. loved that. It was kind of a pageant. Right. You could wear a fancy dress. You <laughs> right, know? Right. So I did, oh shit, I think I did at least two uh, regional and two nationals. Okay. Um, and and then I did, uh, I think, one NPC show. Okay. But I, that's about it. I wasn't a huge fitness competitor. That okay. wasn't so much my, um, my thing. And so... Let's go back to your journey. Where did all that take you? And where are you today? And what okay, are you doing? well, what that, what in my intent for it too was one, if I ever had a client that wanted me to train them to compete, I like to walk the walk. Mm. So I need to be able to know what they're going through. What does peak week feel like? What's, what's happening on stage? All of that so that I can help them. It's, I, I just don't think you can really help a client if you haven't done it first. Right. So that was my first reason. That way, if I ever had clients and wanted me to do that, I understood what it, it takes. And the second reason was also to get uh, more uh, in like networking with other photographers so to help me get more fitness modeling stuff. Mm. And so that's kind of how that tied in is, as you know, a lot of these photographers show up to these shows right. and you get to know them. And I actually had a couple that said, are you one of the competitors? Because they saw me outside and I said, yeah, I am. Well, would you like to shoot with me? And so it did, it did. I started building up the network of photographers. And since then, I've um, been in covers, of you know, being in magazines. Right. I've done ads. Right. Things right. like that. So let's flash a few years <laughs> forward. Um, I know there's not a lot of money in magazine, even covers. Um, are you still training? I, I think you do some public speaking. Um, what is your passion and what are you doing now? I'm still a personal trainer. That's okay. still my main business awesome. um, and a nutritionist. Uh, back in 2015, I became a, a professional makeup artist. Okay. And I still do my acting and I still do my dancing. Um, I wrote an ebook recently called How to Date Your Dream Woman, which has nothing to do with fitness, I know. <laughs> but because actually Clark was the one that 
like kind of planted that seed. And he said, you really need to write this. You're single. A lot of men want to date a woman like you, but don't know how to go about it, especially men as they get older or they're divorced and they are back in that world of singlehood. Uh And he goes, what if they want to date a fit girl, someone who's independent, has got her life together? How do they go about dating someone like you? Why don't you write an ebook about it? Love it. So I wrote that and been doing uh, speaking on that, answering questions and just kind of getting out there with that. I also I'm hoping to one day do a show. I would love, love, love to do like a documentary, weekly documentary show where I would go around the world meeting people who have cures for our bodies that are natural Mm. because we know Every ancestry out there, every ethnicity has a background. Everybody's got a great grandmother that has some kind of cure. You know that the the shamans in the in Peru use product uh, plants and that from the rainforest. Yeah. You know the Aborigines in Australia. I guarantee you they have healing. The our Native American. Yes. Right, and we have squash that so much Mm. that I would love to do a show where I interview someone around the world and introduce our world to natural cures that that can be used. Yeah, yeah. I've been following this doctor. I can't remember his name, but uh, he studies epigenetics, Mm -hmm. which is really kind of like the mental side of it, like uh, the placebo effect and the nocebo, nocebo effect where um, you're given your genetics from your parents, but it doesn't mean that's your destiny. Your, your genes can be turned off or on based on your behaviors and your lifestyle. And he's done all these studies, and he's, he's like, all the things we're being taught are wrong about genetics you can change the outcome. You can either turn them on or turn them off. And that is so important because, you know, he was like saying that um, there's a type of person that gets cancer. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's their thought process. And, um, and that's just amazing. If, if you could think for a second that we're, we're not helpless to what we've been given we're actually empowered, and if we take back that power, we can change our health outcomes just by thinking it. So I love that to find so much of what we're taught these days is about um, kind of pushing us to, um, you know, I, I, one of our sponsors of our show is, is Dr. Leslie of MD Spa Las Vegas, and she's going to the next level. She's saying she's stopping her aging. She's no longer aging. She's not going to have that mental aspect. She's like, I'm done. I'm 40, but I'm, I, I identify as 28 or something like that. So she, and she's like, uses the I am. I am 28. <laughs> I 100% agree with her. Um, To go along with that, I don't know if she probably has read this, but Deepak Chopra wrote a book called, I believe it's Ageless Mind, Timeless Body, or Mm. I may have it backwards, but that's exactly, and that came into my world, my life about, I don't know, 15 some odd years ago, and it hit, and that's exactly what he says. Right. If you did certain things at 25, continue doing them. I still dance. Right. I still dance at the level I did 
you know, everything you did, but also the thought process. I get on my clients all the time when I hear, I'm old. Well, you keep telling yourself that. Right. Because your body's going to follow a suit with it. Right. Right. All right. The, I'm right in the lines with her. Right. In that, how we think. I'm like her too. I don't tell people my age. Okay. I feel it's personal. It's none of your business. And why? Because once you know my age, you've put a number on my forehead and you're going to judge me that way. Right. And you're right. going to treat me that way. Right. So if I tell you I identify as 30, then you're going to treat me that way and I'm going to behave that way. Right. So I right. kind of in the lines go with her on that because I think that the age thing is, I think it's another thing that they did to us to, to kind of age us and also... Uh, I, I don't know. I just have a feeling that it's another thing. We're going to find out later that that's how they kind of enslaved us in a way. It's just oh, an yeah. age thing, you know? 100%. Um, the other thing, going back to what you were saying with lifestyle, mm -hmm. I 100% agree with that too. Yeah. Because like my family, my mom, I was raised by my mother. I'm Persian American, but I was raised by my American mother. Mm. And I looked at her and my aunts and my cousins, and God bless them if they're watching, but they were all overweight. Mm. And I knew at a very young age, I do not want to look like that. Right. So you don't have to. When they say genetics, oh, it comes down. No, part of it is because right. maybe you took on the eating habits right. of your parents. Right. The, that was passed down. That was passed <laughs> down. Your lack of exercise. Yes. Um, your lack of knowledge of how nutrition can help you. Your lack of knowledge in supplements. So... Because of that, I think you, if your mom got this, then you get that or invite, you know, all of that right. down the road. Right. I don't think it's a genetic thing. I think you took on their lifestyle. Yes. So of course, you know, it's like that if you're going to do that, the likelihood is you're going to get the same results. Right. So right. I went totally against yes. all of that. And I have not gotten one thing my, any of my family members have gotten. Nice. So any any ailments they had, I have not had right. because I totally changed the lifestyle I was raised with. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 awesome if you work to unlock the power of the mind. Um, we we only tap into such a small percentage of it, and uh, you know that's that's great that you're on that track. But I have to go back to your ebook. Because I'm a single man, I won't tell you <laughs> my age, but I identify as 35. But um, I'm single, and I want to date a fitness chick, and I want to know some secrets. Give me some secrets. Well, right off the bat, you're already doing one number one thing, and that's compatibility in that you're a fit guy. Okay. So um, without doing any kind of fat shaming, although there's fit shaming, so anybody who doesn't think there is a fit shaming, there is. Yes, there um, is. <laughs> I always tell people, it's not to be rude. It's trying to kind of like, I'm one of those people just hit th with the gun right there. <laughs> but I'm like, fit doesn't date fat. Right. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. Right. And the reason why is because it's a lifestyle for us. It's 100%. a language. It's almost a religion. So I can't, I need to date someone like you. I'm not, I'm into dating. I date fitness guys. Yeah. It's my world. Right. The way we eat, the, our supplements, right. how we, our lifestyle at the gym, all of that. So compatibility so you're already on the road for that okay right um as far as now is is that your only attribute you want is a fitness girl because i bet you there's a list of other things you want in a woman see if i was a genie and i just gave you a fit girl she could be dumb as shit <laughs> and he went poof i got you your fit girl i love that <laughs> yeah you gotta right. have other attributes right. uh, you want i definitely do um uh does, so does that play a part in my 
finding the right person? So uh, that just led me up to what I'm going to tell you. Okay. So yes, one of the things I um, often say in a podcast and I preach about is write down in your own little journal what you want in your woman yes. and make it in a positive format. So you don't want to say, well, I don't want someone who does drugs. Right. You want a drug-free person. Do you see how you, the way yes. you say it, always say it in a positive yes. format. Words matter. Words matter. And again, if I had a genie in a bottle, be careful what you're asking for. <laughs> so be very, very, very specific. And I mm. always tell people, don't think it's going to happen overnight. Okay. Go through every person you ever dated. What did you like? What didn't you like? And figure out those attributes. Because once you write them down, now you're more aware. Then... Here's the key, and people for me say this, then you become it because they deserve the same prize. Mm. What you become, you attract. Mm. I love that. So that is one of the main things I tell people to do all the time. What do you want? That's one little, little secret here. <laughs> I love muscles. I figured that out when I was in high school and I had a boyfriend that was in football. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like muscles. <laughs> So I knew then I'm going to have to be a fit girl if right. I want a fit guy. So right. that was another reason why I started really getting into fitness. Right. Cause I'm like, well, that's the kind of guy I want. Perfect. So, you know, same thing. I knew if I was going to get a fit guy, I've got to be a fit girl. Right. So those are the type of things that I write about. I have 10 guides to, to follow, you know, we high value women and high value men, just because I wrote it for men doesn't mean that this, these things aren't what, um, a woman or a man might look for in a woman, besides a woman looking for in a man. You know, compatibility, confidence, integrity, strong character, intelligence, um, generosity, thoughtfulness. These are the different things that we look for and, and, and I put in their why. Mm. You know, mm. and, and again, I always tell people, maybe those aren't your top 10, but from what I've gathered from years of listening to my friends, myself, my clients, I think everybody, that's kind of the essence the, the 10 I had are the essence of what most people are looking for in a mate. Nice, nice. And so my situation is um, even though I go to multiple gyms, there's always the awkwardness of approaching a girl why she's working out because everyone has their headphones on. Some of them are seriously in focus and I know... When I'm in the zone working out, I don't really want to stop and lose my mojo. So how is there ways in that environment to broach the gap? Or how do I actually get in those, create more opportunities? I, I found, and this is where people have to have patience. It, that one's going to be have to be methodical. And what I mean by that is you're going to kind of have to, if you see a girl you like at a certain gym, you're going to have to start going to that gym more frequently <laughs> because it's got to be one of those things where you see her and maybe you just see her and just do one of these. Right. Okay. Right. And then you do it again. And next time you see her, Hey, how you doing? And you slowly become a friend, a casual friend. After a while, she sees you and, and then, you, you know, you may say hi or whatever, right. but it's that methodical of getting to know her. She starts seeing your face. I've seen right. that often work where but it's got to be slow you can't just like oh i like that girl i'm gonna go pick her up right then it, the guard comes up immediately yes. or hey i'm working out you know so you need to methodically just slowly get to know her see every time you see her i had a guy that that it, i would see him for over a month at the gym and every time he saw me we'd start talking and hey what are you working out today that kind of stuff and then right. left 
left. Right. So he didn't, it didn't feel like he was coming on to me. He was just creating a casual friendship here. Right, right. right? And then finally, um, about a month and a half after this little dance going on, um, we finally hung out and it just went from there. But it, that's what I tell people in the gym. You need to just not be in a rush. Got it. You just got to take that time and just kind of make that casual connection. Make them feel comfortable by just repetition almost. Mm -hmm. They see you all the time, get to know you in a way. Uh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, so any other secrets to that magic that you're preaching? Well, what, for the, let's go back to the gym thing too, or this okay. is in general. I always tell people one, you may not do it, but I find a lot of men uh, omit looking at their left hand. Look at the left hand. Is there a ring on it? Find out if she's oh, single or not. Right. Right? Right. So that right there, How do you do that? You know, just if, look If she doesn't down. have a ring on her hand. That's true. I In the gym, that's true. A lot of them don't. So then another thing you can do if you, I mean, if it, the opportunity comes up, right. is if you see someone at the gym she's talking to that you know then perhaps go ask that person. Hey, um, oh. tell me about so-and-so. Is she right. single? What's her What's her story? Then you're kind of getting to know. Because I always tell people, I know, you know, you don't want to start going on to someone and you find out, oh, they're they're living with a man or, or they're married. Or the boyfriend's right over there. Right. He's exactly. six foot five. <laughs> and he's eyeballing you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you kind of have to do that, you know, in a sense. For men in general, like when um, they're at a bar, and I know it's difficult for all of us, and rejection is always a, uh, you know, that if you're you're interested in a woman, you want to go approach her. Approaching is very, very hard to do. A really great line, and it's so simple. First, I would approach her maybe with a compliment. You're a very beautiful woman. Are you single? Oh. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> Right. And the reason why I tell people it's simple is because she has several options she can take. She can have an easy way out without you getting butt hurt because you don't think it's you don't know if it's personal or not. Right. She right. can easily say, I'm not. But thanks. And right. she might be lying to you. <laughs> right. But you're never going to know. Right. Right. So it's not a it's not a personal dig that I right. just rejected you. Right. Right. So that is like, to me, the simplest way to go find out. And I again, you're a very beautiful woman. Are you single? Right. And just go from there. And then right. you see what her response is. I mean, that's like, again, if you're out in a bar or something and you're not going to be able to see her methodically all the time. Right. Right. That's a, a good shot of doing that without because I've seen guys. And God bless them, but they'll sit there and talk to a woman and then like 20 minutes into it, she'll, oh, well, you know, I have a boyfriend and they get pissed. I right. spent 20 minutes talking to you. Right. <laughs> I bought you a drink. Yes, and... I bought you a drink. I'm like, dude, if you just asked her if she was single right from the start, you would have, you know, right. negated all that time lost. I love it. I got some good ammunition <laughs> here. Look out, girls. I'm coming for you. Um, so that's so awesome. So the the dating thing is is so difficult now with all these dating apps and everything. Um, why are women so afraid to make the first move? Is it just kind of ingrained in their head? Is it fear? They don't want to get rejected? Like, have you approached a guy in the gym and said, hey. Okay, I do it in a subtle way, but not so subtle that he didn't... Didn't get it because right. we know sometimes men don't understand subtly. Right, right. I got that. I have two brothers. I get it. <laughs> um, I do, but I do a slight green light. Okay. Because I think, let me get back to what you said, why women don't approach. 
I think as a part of us don't want to set the precedence that we're going to be the chaser now. Mm. Most alpha women or high value women, we want a, a strong man that's going to come on to us. Mm -hmm. We want a strong man that's going to do the setting up of the date, do the where we're going to go, or at least offer options. You know, we still want that strong, confident man. So is he not confident enough that he can't even come up and approach me? So there's that dichotomy that goes through our heads, right? right, right. So I do a compromise in a sense. So that same gentleman that was approaching me at the, the gym for a month and a half or so. Right. And I was like, all right, when's he ever going to ask me out? It's been a month <laughs> and a half, right? So finally, this is what I did. And it was a very casual, subtle green light. So I saw him and I knew that he lived in an area called, or he he had friends or lived in that area called Carlsbad. It's a, mm -hmm. a little area yeah. of San Diego. Yeah. And so I said, it was a Sunday morning, we were training. And he came over, started talking that. I said, hey, me and my girlfriend, once we're done, we're going to go have lunch in Carlsbad. If you and your friends are in the area, you should come join us. And okay. do you see how I made that casual? Yeah. Even if you were your friend. Right. So that way we're getting a little get together going. Right. right. And it worked. He mm. showed up by himself. My girlfriend was there. She, she said, oh, I got to go home. Right, right, right. And there we go. We had our first hangout. Nice. So nice. do you see it's a subtle thing? Yes. So I will always do a subtle green light to let them know I'm interested. Right. But I won't out and out go, hey, can you give me your number? You know, I don't like to be that on, on par with them. You know, right. I like to just kind of be more a little subtle, letting them know that I'm interested like that. Right. That's that's definitely telling you I'm interested. Right. But it, again, it wasn't real super direct. Right, right. So you, you're bringing up a topic that I like to talk about on the show that has nothing to do with exercise or fitness. And that's the whole manosphere and high value men and high value women and traditional men, traditional women and the you know, what a lot of women do, like your IG is super sexy. Um, all the rage and, you know, all these, you know, fresh and fit and all these shows where they talk about if your man, if you're, if you start dating a man and he says, you know, why are you half naked on your EG, IG? Um, and we're in a relationship or the beginning of a relationship and he wants you to maybe cut it off and you're like well that's how i get my my business but it's also a thirst trap as well because you know you know how many dms you get that have nothing to do with work so Hi, fitness junkies. It's Dr. Leslie again. I'm coming to you from the Sticky Paws studio where I film my podcast. I wanted to bring you an opportunity that is out of this world. I have launched my Living Your Mastery Total Transformation program where I create the life that you've always wanted authentically. Yes, everything that you want and desire you can have and I have the program for you. I've partnered with MD Spa by Trim Care to help facilitate the physical transformation aspect of my program. We offer everything from aesthetics, regenerative medicine, primary care, weight loss, really everything. You name it, we've got it. You can contact them at 702-718-7888 and just let them know that Fitness Junkies 
sent you. Hey, fitness junkies. This is George Majorano with American Medical Wellness. We are experienced in male and female hormone optimization, peptide therapy, stem cell therapy, and IV therapy. If you're looking to improve your health and wellness, please give us a call, 702-347-7000, or visit our website, AmericanMedicalWellness.com. What do you say about that and the traditional man, the traditional woman, and the a lot of these women that are in relationships or not in relationships, and they're they're basically, um, you know, whether it's Instagram, um, OnlyFans, whatever it is, how do you make it through all that stuff in your world? Well, for one, um, I did a Stacy's Fitness World another IG account, so it was more PG. Just <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Okay. Um, but I always tell them, if you look at my pictures, they're sexy, but they're very classy. Okay. I don't do anything that, you know, they're modeling pictures, they're classy. Right. Um, I explained to him, one, our bodies is like a sculpture. I'm showing people what they can attain and right. achieve. And that's right. partly why I do pictures like that. Also, the fact that I am an actor and a model. So right. it is part of my business. But the key thing, and I think this is it, is how I respect the man. Okay. Because... It's, it's just like if he and I went into a, a bar and some guy comes on to me, okay? I don't think it's respectful if he has to tell him to go away. It should be me. Because mm. then he's going to be like, well, why didn't you tell him to go away? I, I'm the same way. Why didn't you tell her you're with me? Right. I will immediately go, excuse me. Uh, you know, I understand you're coming mm. over, but I'm with this gentleman here. Right. And please respect that. Right. Right off the bat, he's going to be like, okay, my girl's got my back. Right. So I think it's around the precedence that you set in the relationship you're in. Right. Whether you have those pictures or not, if there's that security and confidence in the relationship, I don't think that that will be so much of a problem. Okay. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it is a difficult fine line because, again, if people are a little insecure about themselves or the situation, I mean, again, it's if I had DMs and I'm – responding back in a nefarious kind of way, yeah, I'd be kicking my butt to the curb too. Right. You know? Right. But if I'm even showing him, look at this, dude, what should I, what should I write? You know? Right, right, right. Um, Or just really putting it, n nipping it in the bud. Right. If it's something very um, coming on to me in a sexual manner, right. I don't I don't put up with that anyway. Right. So whether I have a guy or not, so I make it very clear, you know, this is inappropriate. If you continue, I will block you. Right. You know, things like that. And I think... If that's the key with relationship is really being authentic with who you are, being authentic with your partner and being able to foundation that trust. I don't think that any other thing you do in your life is going to be a problem. Right. Um, and then so you, you sound like you have some traditional values, mm -hmm. but as the Manosphere would say, you don't come across as a traditional woman especially on your social media, or at least the one that I know of, the IG. <laughs> so how do you argue that point? Well, I one, I often tell men that are, because I am so independent and all of that, I said, you know, I didn't decide as a little girl, go, I'm going to be an independent woman. I'm going to be <laughs> strong and I'm going to emasculate you. <laughs> I had no choice. Right, right. I came out to San Diego to go to college. I was barely 18. 
And I had to put myself through college. My parents had no money. So I put myself through a four-year private university. So I've got to work. I've got to hustle. Right. Right? So there's where the independence and and doing things for myself and getting it done, who else was going to do it? Right. So, yeah, I became that. So, you know, find out more about me before making that judgment of this is who she is. Maybe she had to be that. Right. You know, but you don't know that maybe there isn't a part of me, which there is, and I find this with a lot of high-value women, that we're just looking for that high-value guy that that is our level or higher, that we can trust and know or has our back, so that we can go right into beta mode and go, right. please take over. <laughs> I love it. So I think that's the thing is you've got to take that time to get to know that individual without judging, mm. because we don't know their story. What led them there? Why are they that way? And how many times you and I both know a persona of what they put on social media right. is so different than who they are. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So, um, married, single, where, what's your status now? I have never been married. Okay. And kids? never had kids. Okay. The kid thing was a choice I made. Okay. I knew at a very young age, I did not want to have children. Okay. It was just something I just as chose. And my, of course, my mom was always thinking when I was in my twenties, oh, it'll get different when you get older. Right. Sorry. <laughs> didn't. Um, and I have reasons for that. Okay. Um, now, if uh, this kind of goes into something else, but you know, with the whole sound of freedom movement and all of that mm. and the sex trafficking, yes. um, I, I don't know how many of your viewers understand that a lot of time these children, once they are captured back, once we rescue them, many of them don't have homes to go back to. Mm. Some of them were orphans like during the tsunami. So that's why nobody looked for them. They were easy to grab because the parents were gone. Right. And so they were orphans and now they're taken. Many of those children will need homes. Now, if God at one point said, I have a child I want you to take care of, I wouldn't shy that away. If that right. was my purpose and that's what he needed me to do, I would do it. Right, right. Um, that brings me on to another topic that um, I'm going to guess I know your, your side of this, this the, the aisle on this one. The... Well, let's let's just play that video, George. <laughs> let's start with the video. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Women you and some that are short. You don't believe that a biological male has a physical advantage in sports over a biological female? Not as a, a definitive statement. How many female members of the NBA do you see? <laughs> well, I can say that, you know, there's been this news article about men that think that they could beat Serena Williams in tennis, right? That they think that they could actually score a point on her. Um, and it's just not the case. She I is mean, stronger James, than that. What's your experience, Ben? Male, female. Both Serena and Venus lost to the 203rd ranked male tennis player, which they're phenoms for women. Um, my experience, my husband, he swam at University of Kentucky as well. In terms of accolades and in terms of national ranking, I was a much better swimmer than him. Um, he could kick my butt any day of the week without trying. Women. I love that girl. I do too. <laughs> She's so brave. Um, and it's just so ridiculous. Being a woman, being an athlete, being a woman, being an athlete, um, being a petite woman, uh, how do you feel about this whole transgender thing and 
specifically in athletics um, and the fairness of it? Okay, well, I am 100% a conservative woman, so I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> there are two genders. <laughs> Give it up. Male and female. <laughs> Period. Right. Okay, so right. I have no qualms about saying that. Right. Um, I do not. I think it's a form of cheating. Yeah. I feel, I think you, you can I swear? Yes. I think that you're a beta little bitch. <laughs> if you're identifying as a woman so you can win, you narcissist. Right. It's all about you winning. Right. And attention. Right. Right? No. No, I do not believe in any man. What I find interesting, and I'm sure you've heard on other things, is why isn't there any women going to male identifying as men? Right. And of course not. And trying to play in male sports. Yeah, it's they not going to happen. Make it. <laughs> no. So that just, it, I don't believe in that. I, I, I saw... Um, a thing and it said, you know, in World War II, young men were faking their age to fight. Mm. 2023, men are pretending to be women to win in sports. Oh, God. Where is our world gone? Right. So right. I'm 100% against that. Now, yeah. I just think that I have no respect for you. Yeah. None whatsoever. As an athlete, as a human, that you're playing this game, like, I'm going to identify as a woman so I can win. Right. And that... I, I don't know if she's a uh, congresswoman mm -hmm. or Senate or whatever, but um, she's just so woke and so mixed up and so like, what are you talking about? And she she even brings up Serena, but show the Serena clip. Andy Murray, he oh, he was been joking about um, myself and him playing a match. And I'm like, Andy, seriously, like, are you kidding me? Because for me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Because, <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's honestly, true. It's a completely... Really? It's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster, mm -hmm. and me and um, they they get they serve harder, they hit harder. It's just a different game. Mm -hmm. And I love to play women's tennis, and I I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you kill me, Andy. I mean. There you go. Yeah, like it's so crazy how like the left is so bought into this to the point where the person that she's mentioning it doesn't even believe that men are equal to, in sports. It, it's like, are you really completely drinking the Kool-Aid that you can't even make common sense? Well, I think part of it is they're trying to uh, negate women. Yeah. Because if you or I were a coach, I think I've heard, I think even President Trump said this, because he likes to win. Right. And he's like, you know what? If I was going to win and I knew getting men that are identifying as women to go, I'd get all that on my team. Right. Right? <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to get to a point where we women are negated completely. Right. I mean, they're trying to even say that we can't call ourselves, uh, what is it, like mothers Birthing or birth? Yes. People. That stop, what? stop. But where is our <laughs> feminists? Right. Feminists who didn't want men telling them what to do, taking over. 
and you're you're supporting it. Right. You do realize a man's going to tell you what to do now. Right. Or not saying anything, just being quiet. Yeah, it's all propaganda. It was all part of an agenda. But again, I mean, the, the bottom line of all of this is just because they don't want, it's like they want to be genderless. Right. They're trying to get us into where we're a society where we're gentle. I mean, there's so much of a black hole we can go into with this. Right. Talking you know, about China, right. All right. of that. Yeah. The fact that they're trying to negate women having children. They're trying to really sterilize women with so much of this by, you know, do you trans someone, you tra transition them. Right. The odds is going to be so much harder if, if they ever want children. Right. So you, and then that's it. Once you transition to transition back, they will right. forever be big pharma's client. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think that it's all of that. But the sad part is you have a lot of people who are not mentally stable or feel like they were always bullied and they go, oh, I'm going to say I'm a trans. And now they get Dylan Mulvaney, <clears throat> right. uh, attention whore. <laughs> They're going to get attention. Right. Attention they never got before. Right. All of a sudden, a certain group is accepting them. Right. And it's just, you're messing with people who are mentally, I think, not that need help in other ways. Yeah. And to kind of, I don't know if you've seen Megan Fox and her <gasps> boys. And yes. like how she's like, she said something like, I, when, when he was in my stomach, that I felt like he might want to be a different gender. Like, what? Well, That's crazy. Come on now. We all know they, the, who they worship to, who they yeah. pay homage to. You've got that. Charlize Theron has done that to her child. Yeah. Um, Madonna's oldest, is that her oldest son? Uh, one of them I, I saw wearing a dress. Oh my God. You know? But again, they set, they are part of that deep world. Right. So because they're celebrities, they're going to push it. Right. So that those of us that aren't awake, if you will, yes. will go, oh, look, they're doing it. Must be cool. Right. Let's do it too. I mean, they're part of it. And and that's why um, I love when people like Ice-T came out about the vax. Yeah. Um, speaking, we need more to speak up and speak yeah. out because they're, you know, they've infiltrated our schools, they've infiltrated Hollywood. Yeah. They've infiltrated so many different places that they can come in and just ease their media. Right. Right. So with that, they can push the agenda. And if you're not fully aware, yeah. it's easy for you to be fooled yeah. and get sucked into it. Yeah. And it's just so tragic that they're pushing that. They're pushing them to, to you know, get younger and younger and let the kid make a decision like what do you mean you sh you shouldn't let the kid make a decision until they're 18 and still they probably need another 10 years right and i think in the state of california now they're saying i don't quote me but i think they signed a bill that said that the parent if they try to negate that they can get arrested yeah yeah you know yeah and i'm like a child doesn't even know if they want to take a bath Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. Right. You, you, but you can't vote until you're 18. Right. Can't get a tattoo till you're 18. Right. But you want them to decide if they should cut off some some part of your body and take hormones that are going to do so Ruin much them. harm to you. Yeah. 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 And that, I just call to me, if I was a parent, I'd be the hell out of any state that did that. Oh, my God. Yeah. In a heartbeat. There's no way I would allow that. And you talk about I don't have any kids either. And. When these young people are having kids, and I'm I'm just like, 
how could you bring a kid into this world? It's so, no. Now you know why I chose not to have children. Oh. I knew a long time ago, before all of this awakening happened, right, right. something in my gut, something internally for a long time, I knew how corrupt this world was. Yeah. And I just couldn't bring myself to bring another soul here. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just have known for somewhere inside me knew. Yeah. And so now when all this has happened, I'm like, see, right. This is why, right. right. But yeah, I'm the same way, especially like the 72 vaccines, <sighs> that little teeny body, right. which I'm so glad Robert F. Kennedy has been fighting for years and actually sued Fauci and a bunch of them because they couldn't show that they had ever tested one vaccine with another multiple together. Right. They said, oh, we tested them individually. Right. Not and he's like, did you ever yep. test them if you put them all in one body right. at the same time? Right. What happens? Right. You know, and I'm like, that's insane. I, my child, I'd have to hide them off the grid somewhere. Right. Because there's no way I'd be putting that poison in their body. Right. It, it's just crazy. Have you read his book, The Real Anthony Fauci? I have not. I don't know. Oh. I, I think I'd get too past. I don't know. There's a lot. I mean, you're already awake, not woke. Um, and he just, that book just breaks it down and you just go like, wow, it, it just kind of, like you said, it kind of reinforces what you might've believed that was going on, you know, with big pharma and all that. And, um, it's, it's just, uh, like the last three years I've went from growing up liberal and then not even having any kind of big political presence throughout my life, but meaning I, I don't think I've voted for 20 years. Um, I am so center right than I've ever been. Like I, I would, four years ago, I would have never thought to have a gun. Now I have two. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like a different world and I don't even recognize it. It's crazy. Oh, I agree. I was I grew up in a democratic a democratic family in a Republican state. So I'm <laughs> from Salt Lake City, Utah. Right. Very right. Republican state. And like you, I really didn't dabble at politics. It was one of those things, oh, I just don't get it. Right. You know, but I always worked on my discernment, my intuition. Mm. And for a long time, and now I know I was right, I would see two candidates and I would always go, Cause can we check none of the above? <laughs> So much. And now I right. realize why, because there's that uniparty. Right. So my discernment was right on the nose. Right. But yeah. And then there was, um, it, same thing. I think it was the shutdown that really woke me up yeah. because when they were trying to shut us down and in San Diego is close to 3 million people. Right. Mm -hmm. And they were shutting us down because 53 people died. Right. Really? Right. I think 53 people die in a car accident or DUIs right. or over overdose or heart attacks. Or the normal flu season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I knew then, I'm like, they are pulling something right, right. now. And then I started digging down the rabbit holes and um, the fall of the cabal series was mm. placed upon me. And mm. that just, whew, there you go. That just really kind of put it into perspective. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we are definitely on the same page with a lot of this, and it, it is it is crazy. Um, but let's take it a little bit back towards yes. fitness. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what I, age you identify as, <laughs> but how do you look so good? Um, what is your uh, routine? 
um, like what are the uh, pillars of your program? Are you mostly one-on-one -on -one in person? Are you mostly online? What's that look like? By not quite by choice. Um, I, I kind of just went with wherever it happened, but I tend to be more one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. I tend to get more clients one-on-one. -on -one. I do have my website set up for people online if they want. And I do a few group classes as well. Okay. So that's primarily what my fitness is. I do one-on-one. -on -one. Now nutrition, I can do a little more online. Mm -hmm. um, and I do. But yeah, that's been most primarily uh, my clientele has been one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. And what's your what's a day in the life of you stacy michaels yeah back at home um usually monday through friday i train clients um and i will train them when i have breaks a lot of times the breaks will be mid-afternoon mm -hmm. because i have morning clients and people who get off work clients mm -hmm. and then i will train for a couple hours mm -hmm. myself i usually train about an hour and a half to two hours a day six days a week mm. i also still take dance class i do that usually um one or two nights a week because that's my passion. That's my fun. That right. doesn't even feel like exercise, right? Right, right. Um, that's my staying 25 kind of thing. Nice. And then um, with me as far as uh, eating and stuff like that, because mm -hmm. I know you'll probably ask me, what do I yep. preach? Yep. My clientele is your mostly everyday average American. So they're not your fitness girl or competitor. They are my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. And they live everyday lives. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I need to keep it within that lifestyle so they can sustain it. Yes. Right? That's the important yes. part. So really, I keep it very simple. Calories in, calories out for them. Okay. You know, I do try to, if they're doing more workouts, say, okay, I need you to get a little more protein in, depending on, again, how much you're working out, how much aren't you. But I, I'm good about, you know, you need a a moderation of everything, mm -hmm. but I don't want them to feel like they can't have that piece of cake. I'm like, well, if you have that piece of cake and your calories are 1700 today, well, 700 just went down the tubes, right? You got a thousand left. Right. So this way they don't feel like they're giving up their life. Right. They stay within those parameters of where they need to keep their calories per day. And that's, I find that's easier for them to do. Got it. Got it. And so back to you, what is your nutrition like? Mine's pretty clean. Okay. I, I'm, um, I tend to gravitate towards the blood type uh, diet. I don't, okay. I'm not 100% on it. Like okay. I'm A positive and I'm not supposed to have bananas, but I love them. I have them. <laughs> but I find that, that it's a good guide. I tell my clients it's not, you know, rule of thumb, but at least a good guide on what your digestive system can handle. Right. But my diet, I, I'm not a big drinker. I mean, I could have like half a drink and I'm, I'm a cheap day because I don't drink. But <laughs> right. I found that the cleaner I got, the more sick I get from alcohol now. Mm. So it's not even worth it for me anymore. Right. But um, I eat very, very clean. I'm a, I am a carnivore. I'm not any vegan, vegetarian kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I do keep my protein with the red meat, the fish, the chicken, the eggs, okay. you know, every once in a while. Now, the only plant-based I do is uh, my protein powder. Okay. So that one, because whey doesn't sit well with my system. Got it. And, um, you know, hydrate well. I just, I'm really what the average person would think we're boring. I'm, you know, kind of boring, which right. is why you need a data fitness person. Right. Um, <laughs> so very clean, lots of clean water, not a bunch of foo-foo stuff, you know, lot, my, a pantry of supplements. Right. Where people have a few, no, I have a pantry <laughs> of supplements I take. Um, and also, though, the key thing is having as little of a stress-free life as possible. You know, I think that also plays havoc into a healthy mind, yes. which is into the healthy body. 
exercise helps that anxiety and depression and anything else we have oh, going yeah. on in our lives, right? My client will come in ready to beat the world up. And I'm like, let's go take it out somewhere else. You know, let's, right. let's, you're not on me, but you're going to take it out. Right. But, you know, teaching them, yes, take it out here. Let's get this out of your system. But also, you know, um, trying to build on my persona and my authentic self to keep me healthy in my soul and in my mind also keeps that youthfulness, keeps that healthy body, all of that in one. Yeah. And uh, George, I think we have one more clip of, of this healthy body sitting next to me. So you're here in Vegas. Yes. Thanks for driving up. Where did you fly? I drove. You drove. Okay. And uh, you have a photo shoot later. Yes. So what's that for? Is it just for your book or what are you what are you doing well we'll shoot it for portfolio stuff social media stuff but also uh probably submit it to magazines whatever we come up with and see what goes from there but it's always good to have new pictures mm -hmm. you know so and i also like this is a new photographer i've never shot with him before so that's always fun because they get a different look they all have their own technique right and the way they see things through the camera so right. that's always kind of fun too right right do you remember his name or her yeah. name roger taylor T-A-L-L-E-Y, I believe. Yeah, he was, you know, I found him on Model Mayhem. Ah. And I like to, like, what I do is I look at their work. Right. And what I liked about him is he wasn't a fitness photographer. He's mm. very artsy. Right. And right. I have a lot of fitness stuff. Right. So I thought, okay, this might be fun. Right. Let's do something a little more fitness artsy. Right. And see what we get from it. And then you're also going to a fitness show, a yeah. competition Yes, we're going to go to the USA NPC show. We've got a girl that's competing in the wellness division. I think she's go trying to go for a pro card. Okay. So that, you know, that should be fun supporting her. In now, our is, she, is she a client of yours? She's not. She's okay. just a girl that works out at the same gym. She uh, trains, okay. just okay. trains at the same gym. And I'm got with it. another female friend okay. and we all work out the same gym. Um, the, the girl I'm with, it's coming. He, she's actually arriving today on, she's flying in. Mm -hmm. um, she just did, she is a pro. She's a pro bodybuilder and she just did a show last weekend. Mm. So we're all kind of just getting together. And then once it's all over, go play. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so anything else going on that you want to talk about? Um, tell our audience that where to find you, all that kind of stuff. Well, if they want to find me um, or, or find the ebook, the ebook is on Amazon. Again, it's called How to Date Your Dream Woman. They can find that and get it in Kindle format. You can go to my stacysfitness.com website, and that's S T A C Y S fitness, all one word.com. That you get my online coaching, my training, all of that about me. And on the store, they can also buy the book there if they want. Awesome. If they are interested in me for modeling, for acting, for shake weight like products to come show their stuff, they go to stacymichaels.com, my full name. Okay. So that's where they can find me there. Um, on Instagram, Stacy's Fitness. Um, on TikTok, Stacy Michaels. So I'm kind of staying within those two genres right, there. Right, right. And um, your acting, dancing has anything. Uh, 
that we should know about or check out or are you you're still pursuing that as I well still right pursue it. i still have an agent that okay. i do auditions nothing has come up as of yet as okay. far as something that i can say you know check this out it's coming up right and um so nothing yet but i still audition i'm still always pursuing different things like that right because that's your passion that's my passion yes. i mean i don't know if i'll ever give that up nice nice you know Wow, this was great. We had, what a great conversation. <laughs> You're a cool chick. Thank you. Um, uh, so maybe down the road when you get a big part, you'll come back and do another show with us. I would love to do that. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes, Again, for sure. Thank you so much for driving up. Thank you. And uh, that was a great show, guys. Um, share this with your friends because there's a lot of stuff here. And until next time, Fit Fam, I'm out. Oof.